The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. John, stop, kitty. Welcome to Failure to Stop, Last Call, the number one show where police meet society and culture. If you're tuning in for the very first time on the Failure to Stop Podcast Network, we are a channel, podcast channel, one of the first podcast channels in existence that covers five different shows a week, all geared to keep first responders entertained, awake, and alert all through the week, bringing you every Monday, Police-related news with former cop and comedian Jay Darrell White. We have True Crime Tuesday nights with the beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate. And then we have this show every Wednesday live to our YouTube viewers and then goes out uh, publicly on audio on Thursday. This show is called Last Call, bringing you all the news that you need so that you don't sound like an ignoramus to your civilian friends all weekend long. Most first responders don't like the news. They won't watch mainstream media, but you gotta be well-rounded to fit in. And that's where we come in. We break it all down for you. Big bird day, cookie monster style. So you understand a little bit what's going on around the world. Listen, I'm not a journalist and I don't claim to be. So I'm only going to give you the talking points. It's up to you to do the fact checking. Although I think we do a pretty good fact checking. Speaking of which, I'm here with my co-host and Fact checker extraordinaire for the Fair to Stop channel and all that social media and all that shows. Deadleg from Deadleg Media. Uh, we no longer refer to him by his first name. Anybody that calls him by his first name uh, will end up like the NBC reporters in Crimea, where uh, you will just be sent to the gulag. You'll be uh, annexed to your hotel forever because uh, we don't want the propaganda here. His name is Deadleg, Deadleg Media, and that's what you'll refer to him as. But we, we do give you all the talking points so that you know what's going on in the world a little bit. Is that so bad? Is that so much for the world to ask of its police officers that you have? So what if you are interviewing somebody sitting on the ground? You got to have something to talk about, relate to something. Maybe he's a golfer. Maybe he's one of those drunk golfers that had too many uh, fireball shots on the golf course. And you've got him pulled over on the side of the road. You're trying to make small talk while you're waiting on the PBT results to come back. Gives you something to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. And guess who's back for June? Dead leg. Guess who's back? Who? Manscaped, baby. Manscaped.com forward slash Wolfpack. Uh, getting you all those savings. Getting you a little free shipping. Listen, you think um, you think this baby face right here just comes naturally? No, it doesn't. Maybe it comes from because I manscaped. You should see my pubes. You should see my prepubescent looking wiener doesn't even look like i ever touched puberty manscape works so well it's got me looking fresh it's got me looking like a like an 18 year old boy down there um <laughs> which my wife mary and i be into we don't kink shame on this show uh i guess probably a more appropriate example would be uh, how do you think ted legs mustache looks so nice it's because he uses manscape he uses the beard trimmer um, you don't see any nose hairs on this 4K camera, this Canon X810 4K camera that's sitting in front of me. You know why I don't see any nose hairs? It's because I use the, the Manscaped uh, Weed Whacker. 
Que it's up in there. I got the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. It's got the new LED light, so I can mow my yard at night if I want to. I'm happy that Manscaped's back, um, and I'm always glad that we have GhostBed.com. Listen, until hell starts, good night sleep. That's why we have GhostBed.com. We're proud to partner with them. One of the only bed companies that fully supports law enforcement and military veterans. They've been with us since day one. We couldn't be prouder there. Beds made in the good old USA. 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 Do you know why my wife has our children at home and not in the hospital? Illegally has them at home because it's illegal to have a home birth in North Carolina unless you've got an approved doctor. There's only like six in the state. And we're too poor to afford one of those. So we do it illegally in, uh, in our living room. Um, do you know why she chooses to go that route? Because you have a ghost bed? Because she doesn't want to sleep in a hospital bed. She'd rather sleep in a ghost bed. She would la- rather risk the lives of our unborn children so that she can get a good night's rest on a ghost bed. It's purely selfish. But that's just how good these beds are. Maybe that's why they call them ghost bed. <laughs> Because you'll never wake up. <laughs> never wake up. <laughs> that might be the, the worst ad read I've ever done in my life. Listen, I uh, I had a huge weekend this weekend. Uh, we got a lot of news. And I'm, I promise you're going to get to it. Listen, a damn bomb blew up in Ukraine. Literally a damn bomb. Uh, they blew up a dam in the Ukraine. And uh, tragic, actually. Very tragic. I think it's being downplayed by the media, to be honest with you. I don't like to sensationalize news. We're going to get into it in a few minutes. But um, I think this is a lot worse than what the news is putting out. And I'll tell you why. Also, uh, we just got some more news about Nord Stream. If anybody remembers my very first rant, my off-the-cuff rant on Last Call, where I just I kind of blew up at you, dead leg, but not you um, for fact check stuff. And it all had to do with the Nord Stream pipeline. And now we're getting even more conflicting reports. And so that whole rant was fully justified. And, and I take all my apologies back. Everything that I said about you and your family and your parents and your unborn children, I meant all of it um, because I was fucking right. Uh, that we got a UFO whistleblower who says he has evidence that he wants to present to Congress. This is an, an, an Air Force, retired Air Force intelligence officer who has evidence that he wants to put out to Congress that there's actually uh, recovered alien life forms from, from alien vehicles. We definitely cannot go without that. And then I also brought in a special guest for tonight, a uh, former pro golfer on the PGA South America, has competed on the world uh, uh, uh I fucking I don't know. I don't golf. What is it? The uh, what is the uh, tournament thing that you played on, sir? It was the uh, Cup.com mini tour. Uh, uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um, he's got his name on a couple of plaques around some clubhouses. Um, but I got him on to help us out with this whole golf thing that has blown up. Uh, listen, it's the most interesting thing that's happened to golf in the last ever forever. Actually, nothing has ever exciting happened in golf except for. Uh, Tiger Woods' wife teeing off on the windshield of his car. That was the last time anything great happened in golf until now. And uh, we're going to have to get into that. But first, I had an, an, just the most epic weekend of my life. My children got to compete in a pro surf, uh, pro skateboarding event um, in, in Virginia Beach. It was the Jackalope Festival. Uh, first time it's ever been held in America. First time America's ever legalized base jumping. Uh, they had base jumping from a hotel, all in the same spot. Um, a 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. I don't know how much, how many millions of dollars 
streets, concrete street skate park built on the sand that they destroyed right after the contest. A vert ramp. Tony Hawk was there. Bucky Lassick was there. Uh, all of all of just the the legendary goats. Zach DePaulo and motocross doing the backflips out there. I mean, it was just an epic weekend. And my children were were VIPs. They were stars of the show. They got to meet Tony Hawk. They did several podcasts for their podcast, Gromit Vomit. They got to be on the microphone in front of thousands of people. They competed. My son made it to the uh, finals in the street competition, and it was epic. Everywhere we went, kids wanted pictures with my children. Uh, they were talking about my kids on the announcing thing, saying, the Gromit Vomit podcast boys are here. It was just a fantastic weekend. But the weekend would have been terrible had I not had my ghost bed pillow. And that's where I was going earlier with that ghost bed read. So in all fairness, seriously, um, I am a huge user of ghost beds uh, and ghost bed pillows, the cooling sheets, the cooling technology, the adjustable base. Uh, I wouldn't have five kids if it wasn't for ghost bed. Um, and that's just you know, that's just facts. So thank you to all of our sponsors. And if you want to support us, you can do that. You can also hit that like and subscribe button, subscribe to our channel. If you want to be a paid member on Patreon, we have breaking news um, that can only, uh, I can only bring you this news if I have our faithful correspondent, Pride Mike. So I have reached out to Pride Mike. Um, there has been a transgender um Portland, Oregon's premier transgender exclusive and Frank impersonator has been charged with murder. I have reached out to our correspondent pride, Mike, to help me break that down and waiting on his response so far. He said that, um, that he might be able to clear his schedule for that. So if you're a Patreon member, you may, um, get to see this exclusive interview with Pride Mike uh, before Fox News or CNN or anybody has had a chance to to get a hold of him. He has promised that if he's going to do an interview before he goes on Fox or CNN or NBC, he will go on Failure to Stop on our Patreon um, to help us break that down. So you don't want to miss that. Um, let's jump into the news today. Uh, before we jump into our our, our guests who I cannot wait to bring on. Um, we have to talk about this damn bomb in Ukraine. Now, before I dive into this damn bomb in Ukraine, there's something I have to put out there. And that is, guys, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody because nobody knows the truth of what's going on here. I don't think anybody knows the reality anymore. I think reality is a thing of the past. Uh, there's so much conflicting things. The hypocrisy in the news this week um, even including this Gulf story that we're bringing to you is just absolutely insane. But now we have Russia saying that Ukraine blew up their dam. Uh, we've got Ukraine saying that Russia blew up the dam. This dam is located just north of Crimea on the heels of, and this was news that got squashed not too long ago, but NBC reporters had went into Crimea to to see what was going on in Crimea, and they were met by... Uh, just an overwhelming host of pro-Russians in Crimea. And the majority of the interviews that they were seeking, they couldn't find anybody that was pro-Ukraine in Crimea. So they actually reported on the just overwhelming number of pro-Russians in Crimea to which uh, the Ukrainian police came and detained these NBC reporters and then slapped them on the wrist and... Um, sent them, you know, to their hotel rooms where they were left there until further notice, no longer allowed to, um, to cover any news or do any journalism in Ukraine because they reported that, uh, Crimea is predominantly pro-Russian. 
So that is a huge propaganda move. Listen, I remember when, um, by the way, you know, Brit, you know, the UK and everything talks about Russia and Russian propaganda, but the UK has arrested four times the amount of people for saying things on social media than Russia has. So hundreds and hundreds of more people have been arrested in the UK for saying things on social media versus, uh, versus Russia. We're not talking about any kind of threats. We're just talking about freedom of speech here. So the hypocrisy is hilarious going on here. So we're supposed to believe everything the Ukraine says, but that they go and do shit like this, where it's like, by the way, we're funding you. <laughs> like us Americans are giving you, like, you wouldn't be in existence. You would not even be a country if it wasn't for us. And you're saying that our news people can't report on the news in the Ukraine that NBC, a trusted mainstream, and I use air quotes there, trusted mainstream media source can't report on what's really going on in Crimea, even though we're the ones that are funding your entire existence. Get the fuck out of here, Ukraine. So when I say this, listen, we talked about the Nord Stream pipeline and how I ra I just went on a rage fit because it had come out and breaking bombshell mainstream news that four Navy SEALs blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And I raged because nobody would ever know or be able to know if it was four Navy SEALs, six Navy SEALs, or anybody else, or a drone that blew up this pipeline. Yet they have a credible source that nobody can... Uh, that nobody can fact check or, or even know who this guy is or even know. They just says trusted source, anonymous source. So, you know, how come every bombshell breaking news, we don't get to know who the source is. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, and now we have that the Nord Stream. Now the news is, is that the Ukrainians blew up Nord Stream and not four Navy SEALs. But I remember, I remember back, I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. When I thought the Navy SEALs blew up Nord Stream. Uh, and now they're saying Ukraine did it. So that whole rage and rant was there. But now we have Ukraine blaming Russia and Russia blaming Ukraine over a dam. The media has completely downplayed this dam, talking about flooding and some people having to move. And all the stories that they put in the news have all been very cheeky. They've been very cheeky stories. They're not very grim, as I imagine it to be. Um, the stories are a Ukrainian woman lost in the chest deep water looking for her lost dog. Okay, well, that's sad. Um, but that's only partially the truth, because if you just head up river a few miles, there's going to be a lot of Ukrainian people looking for dead children, for dead grandmothers, for dead grandmas. So the, the fact that the, the, the main piece of news here are Ukrainians uh, looking for lost pets is laughable to me because I've seen a dam very similar to this. Um, I was serving in Afghanistan near the Jalalabad prov uh, province and the, the, the Jalalabad region of Afghanistan. And there was a dam there, the Jalalabad, the Jabad dam. And, um, and we had talked, we had had meetings back in early 2006 at the uh, late 2005 about what would happen if this dam were to be uh, blown up by the Chinese, I think is who we were afraid to do it because we had recovered um, during a raid several brand new Chinese uh, explosive devices. And so there was a, a threat, a raised threat that they, that somebody, the Taliban, you know, Pakistan, somebody might be trying to blow up this JBAD dam. 
And I don't remember how much of that was classified at the time or not classified, but I remember standing on top of that dam and looking out at this sea of third world human beings at the base of this dam. And I thought to myself, if this thing cut loose, if somebody blew this thing up, tens of thousands of people would die instantly without even having a chance. And I can't even imagine how many tens of thousands of people would die downstream. I've looked at pictures of this dam and it doesn't look much different. So I would have to imagine that right up next to the dam, there has to be people living right there. Am I wrong on that? Have you seen much um, of what was on the other side of that dam before it cut loose? Because uh, listen, no, that water no. is up there level with the dam right there. I bet you that dam had to be 40, 50, 60 feet tall, if not 100 feet tall. How big was that dam? Do you know? Because even if, like, further downstream, you got to think everybody's displaced. And you got, like, you got elderly people and children. There, there's the reporting that's going to come out of there is not going to, it's never going to paint the picture as bad as it actually is. Uh, it, the, the video, I don't have it pulled, but some of the video, this is a still image of it. It's, it's an amazing amount of volume of water that comes out in just a short amount of time. And people don't oh, realize how people don't realize how powerful water is. And you have this much moving water in one direction it's just going to level anything that first mile, couple of miles, you know, that first instant, like right there at the beginning, it, it's going to be gone. There's not going to be anything left, let alone how the, the flooding is going to be bad, but let alone the, the structures are going to be wiped from the, the earth. And we're talking about these places are, are in the other parts of the world don't have the same kind of building standards that we do in the United States. And it's not saying that they don't have standards. It's just not the same standards. So, even a United, in the United States, buildings are going to be washed from their foundations. It's going to be way worse than what they're reporting on, way worse than whatever is coming out. Yeah. Um, and, and I it just, it, it always makes me question, like, why? And this is why I don't believe any of the articles coming out of here, because um, the news is not being very transparent at all. Ukraine's not being very transparent at all. This all comes on the heels of some very hilarious articles. Speaking of hypocrisy, that's, that's the theme of today's show is hypocrisy. But, um, uh, Ukrainians are defending an offensive, a spring offensive that we all knew is coming. Of course, that's being downplayed by the media as well. A lot of conflicting ports coming out of India and, and Russia. If you watch any anybody from India covering the story, looks like Russia is absolutely dominating here. If you listen to mainstream American news or British news, uh, it looks like it's almost like an equal battle here. But uh, some of the pictures that have been posted in mainstream news have all been redacted in the last few weeks because all of the main officers or several of the Ukrainian soldiers caught up in these photos are wearing uh, Nazi symbolism all over their things. And not to say that that Ukrainians are Nazis. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Zelensky's a Nazi. But what I'm saying is, is that the news is covering this and, and they had to backtrack because it was found out that one of these characters was actually wearing the skull with the crossbones that was worn by SS soldiers that were in charge of concentration camps. And so they had to retract and they made an article that was almost, uh, let me just kind of read this article for you really quickly. Um, is that they're trying to justify this almost as if it was like how Americans try to justify the, the rebel flag, right? Like remember when they were saying like the rebel flag is only a sign of hate and that it could never be used to mean some kind of Southern pride or some kind of historical resemblance but when ukraine starts to do it all of a sudden the news is like well you know it has historical significance 
because, you know, the Russians, uh, you know, because the Nazis and the Russians and they were caught in the middle of it. And it's like they're almost trying to justify it now, whereas you can't justify the rebel flag at all. If you if you if you have a rebel flag anywhere near you, or your family had a rebel flag, you are absolutely a racist. However, if the Ukrainian soldiers are wearing Rush, uh, Nazi memorabilia, all of a sudden it's a pride thing. It's a it's a, a you know, it's a symbol of a fear to be struck, you know. And I think it's funny that that's where the news's take is on this. So this this is from Yahoo News. The relationship has become especially delicate because Russian President Vladimir Putin has falsely declared Ukraine to be Nazi state, a claim he has used to justify his illegal invasion. Ukraine has worked for years through legislation and military restructuring to contain a fringe far right movement whose members proudly wear symbols steeped in Nazi history and spouse views hostile to leftist LGBTQ movements. I love how they bring LGBTQ and everything around the world um, now. Um, as if everybody around the world gives a fuck about... You know how many gay people are in Ukraine? You can probably count on one hand how many gay people are. I don't think that they think about those kind of things in Ukraine. I think they've got a lot of other things on their brain. than Like swimming from a dam? But some members of these groups have been fighting Russia since the Kremlin illegally annexed part of the Crimea region in Ukraine in 2014 and are now part of the broader military structure, some regarded as national heroes, even as the far right remains marginalized politically. The iconograph, the, how do I say this word? Iconography? How do I say that word? That, that's new Somebody to me. help me. There's like a whole room of people in here that are smarter than me. Iconography, is that a word? How do you spell I iconography? Thank you. Iconography of these groups, including a skull and crossbones patch worn by concentration camp guards and a symbol known as the Black Sun, now appears with some regularity on the uniforms of soldiers fighting on the front lines, including soldiers who say the imagery symbolizes Ukraine's sovereignty and pride. Nazi neo. This article just goes on and on, written almost to justify it, to make us empathize with these guys. Um, however, our United States Special Forces could not wear any Crusader crosses as symbols at all during the uh, – I just lost everybody and everything uh, on my screen uh, from Deadleg. I hope he's okay. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I what just, happened there. Sorry about that. I just remember uh, not being allowed to wear a Crusader cross because of – that it could represent some kind of a hate or, you know, it's, I just think it's funny that we have a very high standard as we should have a very high standard. Um, but how, you know, we're so very quick to empathize with everything that Ukraine does and question none of it and question none of it. Um, you know, and I, you know, maybe it's okay to disagree with Ukraine and just say that like, uh, they shouldn't be wearing that. However, we still have to give them trillions of dollars because they can't lose this war for some reason or another. I don't know. Again, I'm not a journalist. I'm just here to give you something to talk about over the weekend with your friends. Um, what do you think? Do you do you think these symbols, Punisher skulls, you know, things like that? I mean, is there a place for it in combat? Is there a place for it in the in, in on the front lines? Um, I've the so I don't back those symbols, but I would say there is some there's something behind symbolism because there you it's different it's hard for for like americans if we were getting ready to go into this war like if we were getting ready to send u.s troops over there we're going to question why we don't have a reason why we would go over there but let's say russia would attack the united states then we have something to rally behind you have all well, this anti-russian propaganda 
I think if the symbolism is that the Nazis, these particular Nazi units kick the Russians' asses in World War II, and we're wearing that same patch, the symbolism there is we're going to do exactly what this unit did to you back in the day. They might not yep. be sympathizing, you know, because, you know, the Soviet Union was starving. And, and frankly, the Germans, kind of, I mean, Hitler kind of saved that ass from Russia in a lot but of it, instances. But then again, it's, it's our U.S. media trying to get involved and justify a conflict that we have nothing that we should be involved with. Not only that, if they're over there. They should, they're over there reporting on what we're spending our money on. So if yeah. we're there, I mean, they could explain it. Okay, the, that then let them explain it. But if you're not letting them explain it because you're taking them and putting the, the reporters in the hotels and saying, hey, you can't come out and report and do your thing. It doesn't, yeah. then, then, that, then it starts to question, well, is it really behind the symbolism of we want to make sure that we do this to the Russians or is it because they really want to support Nazis and they want to go with that movement? And why is there such a huge neo-Nazi movement in Ukraine in the first place? I mean, I guess because historically, again, it goes back to like World War II and things like that. But um, I, I just think it's very fitting that our, our news media in 2023 would try to somehow justify this instead of just being quiet about it. You know what I mean? But it's literally, it's kind of my thing is that we'll do anything to make Ukraine look good. Anything. We'll say anything and we'll do anything to protect them. Uh, and it's just uh, the, the the level of hypocrisy is just insane. Um, we've got a UFO whistleblower. Before we get into the UFO whistleblower, just because we do have a special guest backstage and I don't want to keep him waiting anymore. Um, let's go ahead and bring him on to talk about this whole golf thing because that's something that we actually have an expert on. Somebody knows what they're talking about. Or I'm just rambling on, on on my opinion and my views on, on what's going on in the media. But we actually have an expert here, a golf expert. Uh, this is uh, not only is he a golf expert, he's my brother, my little brother, uh, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. He has played professional golf. A little he, bit, yeah. He has caddied for many professional athletes. Yeah, he's been yeah. on the LPGQ <laughs> golf tour uh, in Ireland, Scotland, Canada, didn't and abroad. Go, didn't go to Canada, but. Oh, I you couldn't because you couldn't, weren't vaccinated. Right. Um, but yes, I caddied on the LPGA tour. De not. Not lesbian. Nope. Nope. It's just the ladies LBG, professional golf lesbian tour. gay yep. association tour. What is LBG? Apologize to all my uh, LPGA players out there. What does LPGA stand for? The ladies professional golf association association. So it has nothing to do with gays. No. Oh no. man. I have been, I thought you were on like some kind of pro gay golf tour. <laughs> all this time. I thought, when you're like, I'm on the LPGA thing. I was oh, like, man, God. that's bold too. Cool. Like, hey, for my God, dude. Like, no, the LPGA tour is, uh, is a, a very awesome tour. Okay. Unlike the WNBA, uh, the girls are actually fun to watch. <laughs> really? Really good. I didn't think golf was fun to watch at all, much less I couldn't imagine women's golf. I can't imagine women's golf being even more fun or any worse. It's, to the, watch. Uh, it's probably, probably the only, only sport professionally where the ladies actually do have a chance of beating the dudes. Oh, really? Which happened. Even in, when their teams happened moved in, I 30 think, feet forward? I think it was in the Scandinavian uh, event last year they do a, a combined event and uh, a lady beat everyone yeah and it was, but was her team cool. box the same we and i we against dudes now uh, we two separate events but the guys were sharing the same golf course and we played a lot of the same tees i mean there's a couple of tees that were moved up but i mean 
They're pretty good out there. Yeah, I, I would say any girl could beat me at golf. I get beat by uh, the girl I caddied for quite, quite often. She comes out and plays with me a lot. And so it's not like the women's soccer team. That gets she plays the she teams. she plays the same tees as I do. In and uh, and yeah, I I uh, I get beat quite a bit. Uh, she'll claim I've never beaten her. I have a few times. Okay. She'll never say it, right. but in my mind, I did. Okay. In uh, your mind, you did. Yeah, but uh, no, they're really good. There is probably. The funnest time I had was when I was caddying because, you know, those girls are good. Those girls are good. Um, so you, you've got a lot of golf experience. You're in the golf. No, I think you um, you have caddied at several different. You've been golf pro at several different uh, places, uh, prestigious places, like some of the most prestigious golf courses in the world, which is I always think is cool because, you know, a person like me that doesn't golf has gotten to golf some pretty amazing spots. And um, some people that golf their whole lives. And those are on their bucket list. I've uh, got to set foot on those places. And I feel pretty privileged and special. What is going on with the golf life right now? Like, what's going on with this golf merger? Break it all down for us, dumb cops, the student EMS workers who weren't good enough to be real PAs. Um, yeah. The state yeah. troopers who were bullied in high school. <laughs> Gosh, the state troopers in Georgia are the worst. They just they just pull you over for going like two miles an hour over it's worse yeah we we don't really need to go into how bad sea troopers are i think it's just like your rights like saying like how bad hitler was we all know it like, we don't have to like justify how bad hitler was we don't have to explain to the audience like we all know how bad state troopers are um and i'm only kidding we love all, we all responders. Yeah, they're the best we love all those emails listen my life's been saved by a c student ems worker um you know a pa washout uh, you know, I love all of them, and they're all incredible people. And uh, you know, the reason why I do the show was because I couldn't even cut it as a, a real cop. So it takes one to know one, and I'm that one. But um, for all of us out there that are just like me and who like this show, uh, what's going on in the golf world, and why is it so such it a just big deal? Absolutely turned upside down. So the golf world yesterday just basically got uh, completely turned upside down, um, which got turned upside down about a year ago. Uh, when the Live Tour, which is backed by the Saudi, the Saudi government, who are super rich, super rich guys, decided that and they, they love golf and they do love golf. They have uh, some some events over there, um, and so they decided that they were going to create their own league, um, kind of breaking off the PJ Tour. They tried to. It's kind of like they tried like a Formula One style, like team. You're paying players to come play as like a team of five or four or whatever it is uh so they're getting like guaranteed money whereas on the pj tour it's not guaranteed you kind of have to play so like if you're on a team and like james wins then like yeah, splits they, the money no, the so there's individual and there's teams so like they're playing for a winner gets four million dollars for winning as an individual and, and if their team won like a combined score of the four like they won another oh, okay. exit. I don't know what the number was, but they won money as well. Oh, cool. uh, so there was like a kind of team aspect, which was kind of cool. Uh, but they uh, they decided to break off. And what like made them? What made the Saudis want to create their own golf? Um, aside from the PGA, like why didn't they just? So it kind of Greg Norman, um, who you know he's he played on the PGA Tour in the eighties and the, all I know the, of Greg Norman is that he has a hog. Yeah, there is a, a beach photo of him walking down the beach. Do we have that photo? Uh, Do you have that photo, there Dave? It like? is. Uh, fun fact, uh, it's our mom's favorite golfer. Not sure if that's the reason why. Oh, but uh, our mom damn. has a big crush on Greg Norman. Uh, 
But yeah, he tried to uh, he played on the PGA Tour in the '80s and the '90s, uh, and he tried to. That's a hog. That <laughs> thing is like a Kevin Costner hog. He tried to break off uh, or start some stuff on the PGA Tour back then. Got kind of got shut down, uh, you know, by the uh, the guys earlier players uh, like Davis Love and those guys. They didn't weren't having any of it, um, and so he kind of he kind of got shunned by the golf world back then. So he and Phil Mickelson saw an opportunity uh, to work with the Saudis to try to try to get back at the PGA Tour. I mean, that's probably the right term, but get back at the PGA Tour for what they thought the PGA Tour was doing wrong for quite some time. Um, when I think of PGA Tour, I think of Shooter McGavin. Yeah, that's literally what it is. He, he PGA Tour is a very selfish uh, entity. They care about themselves. Uh I mean, more so than the players, and it obviously showed yesterday with Jay Monahan coming out with a partnership after he completely bashed Live, and even went on to say anybody who plays on the Live tour uh, supports terrorism and 9/11. Yeah, I remember there was like a clip where it was like real emotional. I, I maybe we have the clip that like do we have the clip of the guy who's just like bleeding heart like i have friends who died in 9-11 and they were struck yep. by the things and it, now these these players are crossing sides and playing playing for blood money um and now we fast forward eight months later and you're all hook line and sinker playing for blood money so it's like everything that they said they were just f- absolutely full of shit eight months ago that's what i'm taking from yeah. this no yeah 100%. can i play that clip yeah, really fast i think we quick. have it yeah um, here we go this there was a story that was first reported uh, in the New York Post yesterday by Brian Wacker about a 9/11 coalition of families. Uh, I don't have that audio in my ears. Terrorist attacks. Uh, um, it, 9/11 families united sent a, a letter to the representatives of Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Reed, and others, quote, expressing their outrage towards the golfers for participating in the new league and accusing them of sports washing and betraying the United States, end quote. That's gotten a lot of steam over the last 24 hours. That story first reported again in the New York Post. How much did you talk to your players about the possible ramifications if they sign on with the new league? Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for (laughs) being... It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. <laughs> Listen, this is exactly like the whole... Uh, the vaccine things. I love watching these vaccine clips where it's like, if you didn't get a vaccine, you're a murderer. And and you should really like not have friends that, that are vaccinated and you should be thrown out like yeah. all of the same shit. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, 
you know, oh, you can still have a job. Right. You can still be yeah. in the military. Like uh, this guy is saying, you know, basically you're a terrorist. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And to, like yesterday he called him or today, I don't know whenever he came out and said this one, but uh, they went from terrorists to world-class investors <laughs> is what he literally said today. I think Only in America. Yeah. So these guys, um, you know, these guys take money like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, uh, all these guys. They took the millions of dollars to go play in the Saudi backed league. They get shunned by the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour says, we're going to erase you from the history of golf. I mean, Cam Smith uh, won the Players Championship, which is where, you know, I, I'm from Ponte Vedra, Florida. That's where they play the players. Uh, Cam Smith lives in Ponte Vedra Beach. Practices at TPC Sawgrass, and he won the players, which is the players' championship in golf is the PGA Tour's biggest event. PGA Tour doesn't have anything to do with the major championships like the Masters, the U.S. Open. Those are all separate golf tournaments, but the players' championship is like their Super Bowl. So Cam Smith won. He's an Australian. He's friends with Greg Norman, who's also Australian. He leaves, goes to or wins the British Open. So he wins like the next biggest event in the history of golf, one of the most prestigious events. And then a couple weeks later joins live and the PJ tour erases him. Like I, uh, played a lot. I caddied at Sawgrass. Uh, so I was there, all of his pictures on the walls were taken down his parking spot that says 2022 players champ was taken down the flag that they fly over for the year over the clubhouse was taken down. And they told him he couldn't practice there anymore. He's the, was probably at that time. He was not number one in the world. But he was the best golfer in the world in that stretch. Uh, he probably got to number three or two. I don't know what it was. But uh, basically, Sawgrass said, see you later. Uh, you can't even come on right. our property anymore. Um, and so, you know, and they claim, you know, oh, you, you're back in the money or whatever. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, um, the they announced in the morning, you know, overnight, basically, with sitting there with the the investor from Saudi Arabia and said, we've, we've come together with a world-class investor, not a terrorist supporting group, a world-class investor and said, uh, this is going to be the greatest thing for golf. And basically it's, uh, hi, I'm Jay Monahan. I took a billion dollar deal, uh, for the, uh, you know, Michael Scott paper company deal. Um, and basically said screw you to all the players who didn't take the money uh you know i i, I feel bad for wills al torres uh got offered like 130 million to go play he's one of the younger superstars coming up and the pj tour was like pressing super hard don't take the money you'll never play here again you probably won't even get to play in all the majors which is a lie because brooks kepka just won the pga championship uh which is a major championship and uh and has a season ending back injury not playing this year and when you have back injuries in golf you might not ever be competitive again you play but you might not be competitive and now he lost out on 130 million dollars so just for the pga ago. tour just to take a whatever billions of dollars because deal. deal and now this dude might be screwed so the, he, he goes to take he he gets 130 million deal eight months ago and the pga says don't take the deal if you do we're going to erase you we're going right. to smear your name right we're going to crush you he doesn't sign the deal, get doesn't get the 130 million. Then he gets hurt, 
And then eight months later, the PGA signs the deal right. with the same people right. that they said, if you do it, you're going to get crushed. And that is literally the world wrapped up into one perfect story in 2023. Everything in Ukraine matches this story. Everything in the presidential elections, uh, th them comparing 9-11 and, and January 6th. All of this is the same shit. All the vaccine stuff. Every single article that we've ever done on Last Call is wrapped up and perfectly explained into this exact golfing story. The hypocrisy is is absolutely insane. Where do you, what do you think it does for golf? I mean, does golf get more exciting going forward? Oh yeah. I mean, are you excited about this deal? I'm, I mean, do you I'm give excited. a fuck about Saudis? I mean, I mean, oh, here's yeah. the other funny thing is, is like, what kind of pro gay shit does the LBGA have going out this week? I mean, the the PGA have going out this week because I'm pretty sure the most anti LBGQ TV yeah. element OP thing that you could ever do is do anything with the Saudis because they fucking hate gays. Right. Yeah. Happy I mean, Pride Month, all you gay golfers. <laughs> um, you'll no longer you won't be able to you won't be able to golf professionally because Saudi hates gays. Um. Yeah. I don't. Uh, now, yeah. will, will gay people be allowed to golf in Saudi Arabia? Are gay people allowed to golf in Saudi Arabia? Um. I, mean, I had a teacher in the late '90s go uh, to Saudi Arabia. And then um, got into some trouble. She wasn't wearing a hijab correctly. She had some uh, Christian ties. And I believe they caned her husband before they sent them back home. I have another friend who went to Saudi Arabia to do, um, he was a, a Green Beret, um, but he became a contractor and he was doing some stuff. And his buddy uh, blew a .02 walking home from a, from a meeting. They stopped him on the side of the road, did a PBT on him. He blew a .02 walking on things. Uh, three weeks imprisoned, caned, and sent back to the United States. Uh, I actually got to, to chat with him after he got caned. This was a couple of years ago. So what happens when you go to play golf and they find out you, you may have had a little yeah. butt, butt stuff. Um, you, you did a little butt wow. stuff the night before. <laughs> um, you know, what happens? Uh, well, one. Some Brittany uh, Griner action. One, I don't think they're going to play necessarily inside i know they play a event in saudi okay. uh, but it's not like it's gonna be like there's a bunch of saudi events no there might be like one um and i know like i believe the saudis already back the lpj tour in the aramco series i would want to say okay. and i think there's so there's know, a lot of hypocrisy going lot, on in saudi yeah, arabia too like we yeah, hate yeah, women right, right right however right. if you're a woman golfer right. and uh we support you right um so I don't necessarily think that's really an issue. I'm just kidding. Saudi Arabian people don't hate women. They just. Uh, but I, as far as being excited for it, I mean, I am because, you know, Brooks Kepka just won a major championship, almost won the Masters playing in the live. So he doesn't get to play on the PGA Tour, you know. And so seeing him back on the PGA Tour, hopefully next year, you know, will be really cool. You're really seeing all these guys back together um, will be will be good for golf. Um, I think the money they're going to be playing for is going to be just astronomical. Yeah. Like right now, these some of these designated events they're playing for twenty million dollar purses. They might double, like to forty million. Who knows? Jeez. But um, but no, I think it is good for golf, and for, you know, it sucks for everyone who didn't take the money, or like guys like Phil who are, you know, getting that two hundred and fifty million and getting to play on the PJ Tour again at some point. Um. But yeah, I think golf coming back together is going to be good for the game. Am I like a fan of like Saudi Arabia? No, like you look like a fan of Saudi Arabia. Do I? Uh, <clears throat> um, You're not telling me for one second you wouldn't kind of want to 
put your wife in a hijab, make her walk <laughs> behind you a little bit? No. Not for one second? No. No, I wouldn't. Not be able to, she wouldn't be able to back talk you? No. I the old bar and grill? Uh-uh. Just sit there. Better seen than heard, woman. No, nah, it doesn't sound appealing at all. No. No. Not even for a second? Okay. But, uh, you know, Liv, you know, Liv is, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the format Liv has. Um, it's more of like exhibition than it is like golf because it's shotgun start. They're not like playing in tee times. There's like music on every hole, which is cool. Like that's how golf is is transforming, I guess. But uh, I want to see them play against the best players in the world, the Scotty Schefflers versus the Kepkas and the Cam Smiths. Again, um, it's been kind of a kind of been like a a weird year not seeing like Cam Smith compete for the Players Championship against Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. Um, but yeah, and then to watch the CNN of golf, which is the golf channel, just absolutely meltdown yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Brandel Chambly and uh, Eamon Lynch, who I'm still waiting for their resignations uh, <laughs> to quit after they basically said they would leave golf if the PJ Tour would ever, you know, bow down to the Saudis. Um, and I hate those two guys with a passion. They're the worst. And uh, but watching them melt down yesterday was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, it's good for golf. I don't know what live, how the schedule is going to look going forward. I don't know what live, if live it, the team aspect of it exists much longer or how they work that out. Um, in the end, the PGA tour had to change and it did. And, uh, it basically didn't want to, but it got forced to. Um, and you know, a lot of the players are super, super mad. Now, um, does fighting, do they bring fighting back to the PGA? We're going to see more fights on the green. We're going to see a little bit. That would be know. a cool aspect. You know, they could add, add that into. I know, like, at the one of the coolest tournaments they play uh, in Phoenix, one of the holes is, like, designed like a football stadium, and it's, like, triple-decked, and, like, people are yelling, screaming at them while they're hitting hitting their golf ball, and, like, if they suck, they'll like all throw beers onto the green. Yeah, and, and, see like, that—that's where golf uh, becomes interesting. Like I think Joel Damon and Harry Higgs uh, took their shirts off. Yes, and that dude, whole once. Um, you know, it's just it's golf. You know, is this a win for Trump or a win for Biden? It's a win for Trump because Trump said <laughs> the PGA Tour is disloyal to you players and everyone who's not. You know, now I'm like paraphrasing this but he basically said like all the players who aren't taking the money it's dumb on you because the pj tour is going to turn on you or something like that oh he literally tweeted this like a year ago and he literally was right the pj tour literally became disloyal to all the players i mean guys like wesley bryan came out and said i'll never trust the pj tour again how could you now how could you if they stopped you from signing 130 million (laughs) dollar deals um, only to take a billion-dollar deal eight months later. So, like, How could you ever trust them again? It's just, it's just like, do you remember when they were like, we'll never take Trump's vaccine, and, right. and we are going to put an end to Trump's vaccine, and literally four months later, they're like, you have to get the vaccine. You must get the vaccine. So you, you for a whole year, told us that Trump was trying to come up with some crazy wackadoodle vaccine that was going to kill everybody. It was going to be damaging. And I, I mean, they used to go back, they've hidden those clips, but you can still find them, of them just saying horrendous things about the Trump, Trump vaccine, literally. Four months later, they're like, oh, this has been tested and, you know, it's got it's 99 percent effective. You know, it's the same shit. It is literally the script 
for the 2020s. Yeah, but yeah, look, there's the uh, that's the stadium. So 99% of you are audio listeners on Thursdays, um, and only about 0.02% of you watch this on YouTube. But if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the football stadium hole that he's referring to. It looks a lot of fun. It makes it look uh, makes golfing look way cooler to me. Um, yeah, and there's like a bunch of people yelling and throwing beers when they like make hole of ones and they boo people when you miss the green, which is wild. People like, well, they'll put on like, uh, I've seen when when Kobe Bryant passed away, a lot of players wore Kobe Bryant jerseys when they played the hole or uh, Arizona State jerseys because it's right next to Arizona State. Right. And uh, But yeah, it's a lot of fun hole. Um, but yeah, I think golf is overall going to be better. Uh, it's just funny looking at all the hypocrisy of like the players like Roy McIlroy came out this morning. It was quiet all day yesterday, and he's like the face of the PGA Tour and kind of the face of the PGA Tour against Liv. And like he came out and was like, oh, I think, you know, the money is going when it goes in the right place. It's good for golf. And it's like, oh, it's like when the money's going where you want it to go. Like you were calling it blood money, yeah, a year ago, and all of a sudden now, when it's blood money's going and where you want it, like right. it's all good. It's like it's just crazy how like the hypocrisy. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just like insanity. it's it is. Um, I don't know how like I, obviously I've never played on the PGA tour or uh, so I don't I don't know like the ins and outs of of what all was wrong with the PGA tour, but. When you got guys like Hendrik Stenson, who's a European guy, the Ryder Cup is like one of the most prestigious events. And you want to like to be a captain of a Ryder Cup team. That's Europe versus America in a in a golf tournament. Uh, that's like a huge special. Like that's like you. That's something that you don't turn down. And Hendrik Stenson gave up his captaincy of the European squad to join Live because they said if you join Live, you forfeit your your spot as a captain and so to me it's like man what was wrong with the pga tour to where hendrick stinson gives up you know one of the most prestigious honors in all of golf you know and so it's like watching all that um you know phil mickelson basically like getting drugged through hell you know and he's one of the greatest golfers of all time to go join live um something had to be wrong with the pga tour yeah um and i I mean i know you know a little bit about it uh but um you know i think golf wins overall it sucks that it has to be this way i I, like how does how do people just not like completely turn their backs on the pga at this point like is there a way to turn your back on the pga is there a way for these players to get back at the pga i mean for for being so you know because right yeah i think i saw a tweet or something and I, again i don't know anything about golf so but i i guess this this commissioner said that like he knows he's going to be called a hypocrite and he knows that people are going to have a problem with it and he understands that but he had to do what was right for golf i'm like bitch just come out and say it like yeah i know they're going to call me a hypocrite but i'm rich bitch like right. i got billions of yeah. dollars i mean that's essentially what it is i mean the pj call tour, me a hypocrite i don't care i mean i watched his interview this morning in um I mean, they're playing like they're playing the whole we got to make sure we look good. And, you know, he's playing the whole, you know, we're in charge. The P like the PJ tour is still going to be in charge. We just have a world class investor yeah. <laughs> that's helping back for a better PJ tour. But the PJ tour, I'm still in charge, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
but are you really like you know like why if you're still in charge then why would you have to do it like so secretively and you didn't even tell tiger woods who's you know what is tiger saying about it i mean he's been very quiet he hasn't said anything yet but like rory and tiger have been like the forefront of of this the players committee which is like the players they have a committee all tigers prostitutes are now wearing hijabs (laughs) at perkins (laughs) uh what did uh uh portnoy say about it i I know he said something barstool sports always has something to say about it yeah like do we have anything from barstool sports on this matter this Uh, is why you should never lie People like the truth, and they'll respect you for saying it. This commission of the PGA comes out looking like the biggest scumbag, all ranting and raving about 9-11, only to merge with live an hour later. What a piece of shit. End quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I, I love mean, Portnoy, man. Like, yeah. what a piece of shit, he says. Um, but, yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how Jay Monahan, who Portnoy's talking about, I don't know how Jay Monahan survives it. I mean, there's players that said that as well. They're like, you know, Supposedly, like are we talking like a plane crash like a, like the investors of donald trump this week right. who did. mysteriously fell asleep on a on a plane trip back from florida and I then mean, crash how many people do you know in this world really quick this is my favorite question to ask anybody how many people do you think you've ever come in contact with in your whole life i don't know tens of thousands probably how many have died in a plane crash none okay yeah wild how many celebrities like how many celebrities that were tied to like sex crimes and everything like that or, or like those are the only people I know any kind died. of like big investors kobe bryant kobe bryant uh you you got uh the r kelly not the r kelly girl is it the r kelly girl oh, uh i mean what's hey, her name now TLC a, girl, uh, the girl uh, from TLC, kennedy's yeah you got the rod the the people who were due to sign on the malaysia flight for the rothschild family that whole debacle. I mean, just like all these like very important people tend to, tend yeah, to die. It's crazy. But anyway, keep but, going, sorry. But yeah, I um I mean they had a emergency players meeting in the Canadian Open uh this week and uh when uh Jay Monahan flew out there to it, uh I guess somebody <laughs> uh yelled uh yelled like we need a new commissioner or like we need new leadership. I don't I don't know what it was, but supposedly there was a standing ovation when that was said uh so you've got yeah. what was the one tweet that went out about that meeting in canada um uh, there was a bunch of monahan meet us on the night oh yeah, yeah somebody was like uh, oh and actually somebody they have like a sign on the door that says players meeting only and it's on the door and then somebody sharpie didn't live uh liv players meeting uh but yeah somebody co- i think i don't remember who it was somebody posted like uh jay the the uh the meeting got changed to 9 p.m behind the ninth green which is a great happy gilmore reference and it made us watch happy gilmore last right. night because you know um but yeah it's uh i i overall i think it's gonna be good for golf it sucks this is the way it happens but uh tjr here in our live chat says live is soon to get a large sponsorship from target bud light budweiser uh this is including this is coming from the budweiser marketing vp um, that they're going to be sponsored by Target and Bud Light going forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see the Saudis putting up with that shit. So, like, and that goes to say, too, is like, well, if the Saudis now own part of the PGA, like, what implications does that have as far as sponsors like Bud Light or people who are into this yeah. trans activist, you know, gay rights thing? I mean, if, if your money's coming from Saudi, Saudi says, we don't like that then you have to stop. I mean, that's the problem with selling out, you know, with a podcast is if you start taking big advertisers, which is why we're so happy to partner with Ghostbed and Manscaped because never once have they really come out us 
come at us with, you know, you say this or report on it this way. Whereas the advertising firm that we were with over a year ago, we were walking on eggshells. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back into which sponsors left us for what we said. Um, that's all, you know, you can go back and listen to former episodes and figure that out. But, um, you know, that, you know, now that the Saudis basically own the PGA, what do you think it means for stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Um, it's going to be a crazy few months because I think that's a lot of people's questions is like, you know, who owns who really? Because like the PJ Tour says we own them, but the, the, the Saudis, no. clear, I, you know, from what I've read, the Saudis own it, but who knows? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, like there is nothing, like literally other than them saying, oh, we've merging with Live or PIF, whatever it's called. Um there was literally nothing said about like what it looks like or how, like how this is going to work. Like everyone's still in the dark. I think the PJ tour is still in the dark, you know, like who, I, I think it's still Jay Monahan got a huge check. PJ tour got a huge check and they're like, Oh, we'll just figure this out later. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, Cause I mean the PJ tour, I think when it comes to like the PJ tour has been like really good as far as like, not ruining their brand by like having like crazy um like players doing crazy things or like like a whole bunch of prostitutes and strippers other than like the tiger woods thing but tigers was such a big name like john daly like banging a mom and daughter on the third hole yeah but see like not uh, if you're not a golfer like you don't probably know john daly and like but tiger woods was such a big brand of himself that like it's like michael jordan like if michael jordan came out with a bunch of prostitutes whatever if he wouldn't say the nba is terrible you just say the jordan brand that's like tiger woods kind of yeah if tiger woods is michael jordan then john daly is uh is um who's the dude uh with the wild hair Uh, dennis rodman dennis rodman oh yeah 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 that would make sense i think i think more people know but, John Daly than you think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, but like they're not looking at John Daly's stupidity and saying right. the PJ Tour. Right. PJ Tour has done a good job about like avoiding those and or like or like for example the there's like rumors that like certain players will do certain things that involve like, you know, drugs or whatever, and the PJ Tour will just play it off as oh, we suspended them. But right. they won't no one will know. Yeah, and it's kind of like, or they'll just say he took a leave of absence, but really he got suspended or something like that. But, um, but like those are like hearsay type things. But uh, this is like gonna be like, so yeah, I don't know what the PJ Tour is gonna do, or what what it's gonna look like. You know, I doubt Live exists now that the Saudis got into the PGA Tour. Uh, I think Greg Norman probably goes away. Um, to be, I think they use him as a pawn to get where they wanted mm. um which will be funny because he'll now be kicked out of two he'll be basically used as a pawn twice and oh. not get to see it for um but yeah i it's it's good for golf um so you think it is good for golf <clears throat> i mean it sucks that the money's coming from where it's coming from like i don't agree with like their like rights like, why do you need more than 20 million like, like, like i mean for the i don't know for the benefit of the de- like for just saying Okay, well, like, on principle, right? Let's just stick with our twenty million. We don't need forty million purses, right? And they, I mean, they claim it's all like we're growing the game, but I'm like, no, you're growing your pockets because, like, 
the LPGA tour, like the LPGA tour, they're playing for like rocks. Like they're not playing for any, like the winner on the LPGA tour or like the winner gets like what 11th place on the PGA tour would get if they won. And so like, you know, and then you got like feeder tours, like the LP, like the Latin tour and the Canadian tour, uh, who are playing for 150 grand, you know, and those guys going down there are spending more money to play on the tour than they are winning. You know, it's like baseball, hockey, and basketball, you know, those lower leagues, the G leagues, the, the, whatever the minor league hockey and minor leagues for baseball, like those guys are still getting paychecks. Granted, it's not much, but they're still getting paychecks. Whereas on the PG on the, on the, in golf, you know, I have to pay an entrance fee. I have to pay for my flight to, you know, wherever. And then I miss the cut. I make $0, Yeah. you know, and there's like, so, and it, it'll cost me a hundred grand to go play a full year, you know, on, on a bigger tour, like where you're traveling uh, in other countries Yeah. and, and you're not, you're not making, even if you win a lot or place well, you're not, you're not going to make enough money. And so the, but the PJ tour is like, oh, we're about growing the game. Yeah. So we're going to make our purses, you know, $20 million, which is fine and all. Like you want to like, you want to have a reason to get to the top, but like, you know, I think they could probably make the smaller tours a little bit more uh, lucrative, lucrative. Yeah. Um, and, and cause there's guys out there playing. I've played against some guys that are phenomenal golfers that can play on the PGA tour. And if they were on the PGA tour, they would keep their cards. The problem is, you know, they don't have the means to get there, you know? Right. And it's, that's where, I, and then I think the PGA tour could help the LPGA tour in partnership um uh and and create something better on the lpga side does the lpga follow the pga like it would make no, more sense to have it in the same spot since you have all no. the fans there then you would have more fans at the sure. LPGA. but they the thing is like the the golf courses are are just different i gotcha um they play um i think the lpga golf courses might be even harder because they're usually narrower mm. um not quite as long but um but like, if they want to grow the game, I think they can grow the game, and that's it. like, like you can be an LPGA player and not be able to practice at TPC Sawgrass, like, wow. which is home of the PGA Tour. Like that's right. crazy. Like we've got some of the best players in the world in Jacksonville, um, and they like it's not like they can just go and practice at the TPC Sawgrass, which is like one of the greatest practice facilities in the world. Yeah, for professional golfers. Um, so I think. Yo, money talks, and they're just gonna put whatever they want in their pockets, and yeah. they'll just claim they're just growing the game. We got some more breaking news going on to this next article. Thank you, James. You can hang out with us too. You don't have to go backstage if you want. Um, but this is, a, and I'd love to know what you think about UFOs because you're also a uh, scholar when it comes to. I do have a degree, biblical, and you don't. Biblical theology. Um, the Pentagon undermines. So we had a whistleblower come out um, about a day or so ago saying that he has evidence that he wanted to show Congress um, and proof that there is uh, non-human technical vehicles called spacecraft that have been recovered and there's actually a recovery team and he was going to go out there. Now, as of two hours ago, the Pentagon has undermined the whistleblower's claim about a secret government program that he said has been recovering a crashed UFO's and reverse engineering their technology. David Charles Grouch, 
a decorated Air Force veteran told News Nation that they are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles, uh, call it spacecraft, if you will, non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. He says, quote, well, naturally, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And believe it or not, as fantastical as it sounds, it's absolutely true. Um, a spokesperson for the Department of Defense told Fox News Digital in an email on Tuesday that there is no verifiable information to substantiate his claims. Guy was the mouthpiece of the Pentagon's all-domain anomaly resolution office, a section of the DOD tasked with investigating and identifying unidentified anomalous phenomena. Uh, government created phase uh, used instead of UFO. It's a phrase instead of UFOs, but. Uh, uh, to date, the AARO has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of uh, extraterrestrial materials has existed. Um, what I find interesting is that they're not using the name that Grouch used. Grouch was a combat officer in Afghanistan. Um, he was in the National Reconnaissance Office as their representative to Congress. Unidentified Air Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021 he filed a whistleblower complaint to Congress and the intelligence community inspector general on classified information that he insists proves the recoveries of partial fragments and intact vehicles by the U S government, its allies and defense contractors. This is all uh, recording. This is all according to a, uh, a report here. Um, I'm, you know, when I first saw this a few days ago, he had a name for the task force. Do you know what that name was? Dead leg. Confirmed the existence of exotic materials. Um, I'm looking through the one article here. Um, they called it something, uh, that it was a retrieval task force, a retrieval team. I'm not seeing that word being thrown around in this article at all. And this is the newest article that's come out. Um, now, he would not disclose the evidence to News Nation because he said it, it, has to do with national security and there's some implications there, but he goes through this whistle whistleblower process because he wants to show Congress that we have retrieved alien crafts. And I mean, what he's saying here is that there's human, not human, but extraterrestrial life that he's recovering. I mean, that's what he's implementing here. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, dead leg? I mean, you think well, he's full I mean, of shit? Is this guy writing a book? What's going on? I mean, this is a screen grab from some of the stuff that he's turned over, evidently. And, I mean, if you can't identify it and we can't – I mean – But I think this goes it, beyond identifying. I think what he's saying is that they have recovered alien space forms. I mean, he says as fantastical as it sounds, it's true. There was a guy that came out uh, in the 90s, and they've been trying to disprove his stuff for years, and he – he described things that was supposedly at, at area 51 that we, this is where we take all this stuff and we were studying. He, he was part of a team that was his stuff. His job was like to reverse engineer the, the, the gravity matter, how they, the, the propulsion, how they do that. So he's not access to everything, but he described like over 10, I think 17, 15 or 17. I don't know the exact number, but more than one craft that they had bodies of, of, of uh these creatures well yeah, he described some of, like when you start to try to discredit things you start to pull apart like 
bits and pieces. Like there's no way this could be real. There's no way that there's no way. So he starts describing technology from back in the eighties that wasn't public, but how they had handprint scanners that was able to understand your handprint to know who you were based off your handprint, because each bone and the density and the, the distance it's unique. It's almost more unique than your fingerprint. So that's how they were able to get into this, these places. This was in the eighties. So we had no idea that we had computers or anything that technology that could do that at the time. And he talked about it in the nineties and everybody tried to discredit it. Well, it's come out later on that we had the patents on that stuff and it was released and all that. Like they released all these. So it takes enough time for people to back this stuff up. We're just now in the age of technology where we can back it up much faster. We can find stuff out much faster. We can call BS on stuff much faster. So the fact that it took him that long, the, the, the Department of Defense that long to come out and say, well, maybe they're trying to get their ducks in the order to try to discredit as much as possible. That makes me believe that there's some credibility to it. Why, you know, why would someone with such a, a military career, why would, why, why would they come out with it? Because he's writing a book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That would be my that, first guess. That or he's he knows something that we don't. But you know, I, Project Bluebeam, which is one of my favorite episodes that we did on Night Shift, um, where I presented my case for Project Bluebeam, which is a phenomenal case, by the way. I um, mean, you know, it says that you have to have this uptick in in UFO sightings, and and to, to be able to kick off Project Bluebeam, you you've got to have, you know, blue. You've got to have UFOs and sightings. In the news and, you know, even going back to Independence Day, it uses the blue beam. I mean, just that conspiracy is phenomenal. It's so fun. Um, but really, in the last like three years, the last piece of the puzzle, the Project Blue Beam is, is what's going on, which is UFOs being in the news. I mean, this is headline news on Fox News today as of two hours breaking news headline more UFO shit. We saw the other headline uh, just a few months ago back in March where it was like the you remember it was like. Um, the Congress comes out and will not deny UFOs or something like that. It was like the headline news was like basically saying um, there was some video that was leaked and they wouldn't. The deny video it was leaked just... and they won't. They cannot deny that it's not uh, extraterrestrial and just using things like that in the media out of context, of course. And we covered how out of context it was, but the fact that they use it to trick you into James, you've got a lot of opinions on on life outside of this worldly earthly realm what's your take on aliens and ufos and the fact that we've heard so much about aliens and ufos over the last two years yeah um do I you had, believe in the existence of aliens you know i don't okay. necessarily believe in aliens i want to believe it's one of those where it's like like for me in my religious like beliefs yeah. like aliens don't fit in Right. necessarily um yeah. i would say it goes on a spirit super spiritual level of you know they could be so satan has a full reign of oh, all over the earth right and you know i think that could be the the ufo on could be demons going back and forth hmm. you know so you're going that um, route i don't necessarily now, you travel in a space vehicle, though. Uh, we don't These know. Demons. I mean, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the route I go, but like okay. that's a route. Like Ooh, that, it's, it's you know, a there's a theory out there. Um, I had a golf coach in college okay. who was a huge alien guy. All right, and he told me 
that he witnessed mm. in Nazca, Peru. Okay. Uh, he lived in Nazca. He was back in. He said he watched an alien get out of a spaceship. What? And had like late. He like had like an alligator like kind of the lizard people. Right. And he said, and it's just. He's telling okay. me this right, is dead you. truth. Okay. And he was like, I watched him cut my friend's fingers off with lasers. What happened to his friend? He did, he just said he just had no fingers. And he's like, I can show you my friend who has no fingers. I never saw his friend. Stop. But I was just like, what's a friend's story? Like, I never talked to the friend, but like, Fuck. supposedly they say the same thing. And I'm like, dude. When you're in Nazca in Peru, how many drugs are you doing? Yeah, like what was the ayahuasca? Yeah, like what were, what was going there. on there? But he's a big alien guy. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know if it, I don't think there's aliens. I don't think there's aliens. Uh, it just doesn't fit. In and even my, if there were, I don't think they'd probably too much give a fuck about us. Now, I mean, our God's a big God, and I wouldn't say well, probably like an anthill. I wouldn't say that you know anything's past his meaning, but. I don't and also, yeah, I wouldn't put it past God, the creator. Right. You know, we to just know. be like, yeah, this is like the perfect thing that I've created. And I'm right. solely entertained by that. I mean, an ant has purpose. So that unidentified flying object might have purpose. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool take. Um, but I, I think it's. Um, yeah, he says, if aliens are real, I don't care. What if Jesus went to multiple planets? It doesn't. I, that doesn't. Uh, the. For me, the Bible is is pure and Scripture is all real. Um, Just because he doesn't put something in it doesn't mean that I don't necessarily believe that he would. I, I mean, now again, I'm not saying that it's out of his, the realm of of God doing that. He, you know, obviously do whatever he wants in his perfect universe. Like, could 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 it be possible that God that's... doesn't want us to know everything? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I mean. Why would like? I mean, because there are like multiple stories of giants. Like I've done a lot of research oh, yeah. on giants, and giants existed. Oh yeah, the but, Nephilim and all that. Right. Yeah, I I think there's definitely a lot. But of if that. there was giants, then there would have to be fairy people as well, right? Because like a what, giant a would see being. you as a fairy. I sure, but I don't know if a fairy would be what they would say. Like right, I don't think like, the meaning of what we. But think like of think about the perspective of a that. giant. The perspective of a giant would be like, man, there's these little people that walk underneath the trees. Yeah, I mean, and you would be like, no, it's impossible. Just like we think that there are little people that walk underneath uh, bushes and flowers. Right. You'd be like, there's nothing that small out there. But if there's giants, they could look down on us and be like, can you believe it that there's actually human life that's like ours that has our form, but it walks underneath the trees? Like that's yeah. crazy. I mean, and they could not even have a perspective prior, of prior what, to the flood. I mean. Prior to the flood, the whole idea, the old, everyone's mindset, I mean, w would be nothing like it would be today. So, like, we're thinking of what it would be in our own worldly view. And mm -hmm. their worldviews would not even be close to what our worldview would have been. Right. That makes sense. So, like, you know, I mean, a lot of people believe that the the prior to the flood, civilization was at a far greater peak than where it is now prior to the flood i mean that's that yeah. is stuff that people believe and but their worldviews will be a whole different than our worldviews today so it's hard to say like what they would thought think you know that was just a normal way of life back then yeah if that makes sense yeah and if god wanted us i, I like detslav act man carry which by the way detslav you and i are gonna have to have a conversation offline because you've been a follower for 
uh, years now, and I've never understood your name, Tetzlaff, Act Man, Carrie. But um, he says, are you serious? God specifically said, do not eat of this tree uh, because he didn't want us to know everything. Right. But we did it anyway. So if he literally didn't want us to know everything, he could, in theory, not want us to know about aliens or right. yeah. some other stuff. Um, right. Very true. Anyway, um, anyway, interesting stuff. I was like, do you like alien? Hey, it goes back to the hypocrisy because they, Adam and Eve, said we would never eat of that tree that they did. <sighs> we would never take that blood money. Yeah. But now we're taking the blood money. Yeah. Um, are, do, do you like to read about aliens or do you feel icky about aliens? Like what's your. Uh, no, I, I, one of my favorite shows on history channel is ancient aliens. Mm. Like I find that stuff to be just extremely extremely like interesting um mostly because i just like to listen to other people's takes on it um but have i ever been convinced no no but i i, I would read about aliens it's especially the ones where they say like they use dinosaurs and aliens in world war ii i love those takes oh yeah like a guy riding a dinosaur on the D-Day or some alien oh, and so shooting rad. lasers at people. Like those are the ones I like. That is so rad. I would want to be the guy on the Velociraptor. Right. Just going on and, and slinging some death. Um, it, it, there was somebody said something about, uh, let's see here. It was in the chats. I like to give the laugh chats at the end of this thing. Uh, a minute. Um, God is slowly revealing his secrets. Our DNA. Well, I'm not sure what happened to Eric. That's kind of weird because we still have his brother, but not Eric. So people are in the chats. UPP's in the chats tonight. Uh, Armory's in the I'm chats. Here, in the chat. I'm here, guys. I'm here. John's here. Bosco's here, here. Here to save last call, guys. Uh, Ashley's here. Eric Tansy has disappeared. Uh, James, do you see him still in the room with you, or has he actually vanished? James, can you hear me? Can anyone? And now we have UPP. I'm also here. Everyone's here because Eric's gone. Clear. <laughs> what happened? Now, now he might be back, but he doesn't have a camera. We record this live. So if you're listening or watching this later on, uh, this is a re live recording, and we have the boss man back himself. All of us oh are here now. Gosh, I got a guy cleaning my toilets. Um, oh, John is here. John, chime in for us. This is a special. This is a special after hours last yeah, call. Just going a little bit longer, but you you are a huge alien guy. What is uh, your take on this UFA whistleblower? Well, well first of all, I liked uh, James's take about uh, Satan having rain all over the earth. I think anything that uh, is uh, spiritual, whether or not you want to call it like poltergeist or things like that or whatever i think that whether it's science or spirituality i think that satan has an interest in getting you to believe in something other than god yes. so if you uh if, if you believe in ghosts if you believe in poltergeists if you believe in aliens if you only believe in science satan has an interest in in promoting those things because and i'm, and I'm not anti-science but he wants you to believe in those things as an alternative to believing in god everyone has something inside of them where they want to believe in something bigger than themselves right so it's either like the planets or the dna inside you it's ultimate outer space it's ultimate inner space or it's the stuff that we just can't explain with our limited perception whether that's you know vampires poltergeists or whatever i think uh you know if, you, if you're getting phone calls uh 
from uh, your dead grandmother or the Ouija boards working. It's it's because Satan has an interest in getting you to believe in a spirituality that's apart from God. And I don't think that we encounter anything um, on, a, on the supernatural realm that, that isn't evil. I don't believe that there's such a thing as a benevolent ghost. I know that's pretty far uh, mission drift from aliens, but I think the government's up to a lot of stuff with aliens. I think they have an interest in keeping us from, from knowing what's going on. Um, when I did that alien episode for you, Night Shift, I kind of broke down about how at the end of World War II, the Russians had the bomb and we needed a reason to keep spending money. And, uh, you know, we went into a, a Cold War in which we we were spending money like we were in an actual war. And yet we weren't actually, you know, having combat. So I, th I think the uh, the military industrial complex has reasons to do things. And they also have legitimate secrets like the stealth bomber. You know, that was kept secret for a long time. And they need to do those things because whatever the common person knows, our enemies also know, too. Eric, are you still there? Eric died again. Eric's, Eric's dead. Can I? So I'm also a Christian, and I, I literally I never joined Last Call besides one episode ever. But I had to join in on this because yeah, I was watching ahead. it in the background. Yeah, my this wife has now. a theory, and I commented this. And <laughs> so I don't actually believe in aliens. I, I don't care if they're real, whatever. I, it it doesn't really affect my life. Um, but her theory is is that there were gay men in like the 60s or 70s when all the even earlier when all of these uh <laughs> claims of aliens like abductions took place and these people have yeah. been probed and have to explain being gone for weeks at a time it's it, it's just drugs and uh gay sex that's and obviously she was just joking when she said that. And it's just a joke. But it honestly doesn't really sound that well fetched to me. I know if there, I do a whole there, bunch of drugs and I do a bunch of gay stuff, like some butt stuff, I'm going to say aliens took me. There, there's drugs, but also there's there's neurological things that you can have where you can go into syncope episodes and things like that. And, you know, you can go extended times where you have amnesia and disconnection and fugue states and things like that. So there's psychological reasons apart from drugs. But also when you have those things, drugs makes it a lot worse. What you're saying, Elijah, is that if you're gay, you're going to get abducted by aliens. That's what pretty I much. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe that's they do that, that as a right. kindness, Tansy. I don't know if maybe you could see where I'm going with that, or <laughs> do I have to spell I, it out? It's kind of gross, but I want nothing more than to be probed by an alien. I just, you know, there's maybe there's maybe some people would be less bothered by it. I don't know. Speaking of aliens, my my computer is being abducted. Somehow we've been kicked from the internet twice. So I guess they don't want us talking about aliens uh, on honest. the on the the interrupts. Do you have any opinions on anything else we've talked about today while you're here? I know that you and I are are doing a show. Is that right? You and I are doing a show after this. Yeah, right after this, when this show is over, it's magically Thursday night or Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead okay. and do Com Center. We've actually got another person kind of waiting in the wings, a surprise okay. guest who's going to help us. So it'll, We it'll can be get good. out of here then. We're going to close out on Night Shift. Thank you, James, for coming on with us today and breaking down all of the news. I'm glad that you're here visiting me in I'm North Carolina. We're going to have a great, we're going to the Special Operations Museum. So looking forward Vietnam to that. Vietnam tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, do man can drop in on a huge, yes, huge bowl. That was awesome. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. It's at Elkin Tansy yep. on Instagram. You can watch my, my five-year-old son just absolutely murder a bowl at five years old. Do you manscape? Do you beard trim? I do have a uh, manscape. Nice. I do. Uh, nice. I'm very lazy at it. Let's oh. see. I like that. Uh, do you use the crop preserver? 
I do. Keeps yes. your balls from sinking to your leg. That is my favorite part about the uh, the Manscaped 4.0 package. Came in the package. Yeah, it's the best. It's Solid. it keeps your balls literally from sinking to your side of your leg, which I think is an ingenious invention. Um, great for golf. Great, great for, for golf. golf. So, anyway, guys, thank you, Ghostbed.com, and thank you, Manscaped. Thank you, James. Thank you, John. Thank you, Deadleg. Uh, thank you, underpaid producer. And from everybody here at Last Call of the Day on the Failure Stop Podcast channel. Until next time, guns up, giddy up, giddy folks. Up. Oh. <laughs>